And I thank those that are young in here. And it says also, don't look upon, don't look down upon those in the youth. And so I appreciate when I looked up here during praise and worship to seeing this whole altar filled with young people, anywhere from on age and teenage all up to 20s. Thank you. This is your church. And it'd be, it'd be okay with me that they would take over. Whatever. That would be okay. Thank you for being here today as the body of Christ. Do we want to learn today? Absolutely, I do. I want to learn today. How about you? In the power of the Holy Spirit. We are on a series of victory, and this one's in the freedom of love. And we've been on the part of uh, 1 Corinthians 13. I've been breaking that down in my life. What does this mean to me? I don't, I don't want to just do things to do things. I want to do things with purpose. And so today we're going to talk about this in a little bit more detail. The last part of our verse 7, we're going to talk about to endure. How many people like that word? I'm not sure if I do, but I know the word calls me to it. Let's read this together. And I know we've, we've read it every week for the last four weeks, but I'm going to read it together again today. And it's a very popular verse. Most of us know it. It says what? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It is not boastful, it's not arrogant, it's not rude, it's not self-seeking, it's not irritable, and, doesn't, and it does not keep records of wrongs. So that's important as love for one. It's love in a marriage. It's love for one another in a relationship. It's love between mother and daughter. It's important, isn't it? It's important. So I know when we read this, we don't want to just read over it. Let's read it to change us. I mean, I want to change to the image of Christ Jesus. I want to have a mind like his. Is it possible, Jesus, that you won't give up on me, that I can still have a mind like Christ? And he aligns us to his word. His word tells me that I need to love. How about you? His word tells me I need to love. You need to love. And it's a very powerful word, but it's not in our own strength. It's in his strength that we find the best kind of love for one another. And, of course, we know in verse 6 how things start to shift a little bit here. He starts to get about what it really is in truth. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in what? Rejoices in the, what is the truth? If there are hands in here, you know, I always ask questions. If there are hands in here saying, since I've known Jesus, love has become more real to me. Let me see the hands of those. Since I've known Jesus, since I surrendered my life to him, he has taught me how to love beyond what I could ever do my own. I could not love without his love. I can't be the person that, that he wants me to be without learning how to love like he loves. And so I don't know about you. I'm still learning. <laughs> I have reached that point. As we, we can all if we hang out with one another long enough, we're going to say there's areas in our life that, boy, that, that's a tough one. I need to learn how to love. And I must see what is unrighteous in those people, myself included. I need to know what I am not doing right according to his truth. And I need to know what is that truth. I need the truth of Jesus to renew my mind. I need to be transformed so I can love you like Christ loves you. And if I can get remotely close to that, I believe you're going to tell a difference in me. If you watch me, how about you? And we go in to 1 Corinthians 13. This is where we've been for the last four weeks, including today. 
We know how it means to bear all things and believe all things and hope all things. We've talked about that. I even still have my blanket up here. What's it mean to cover those things of a person, those wrongs that tend to want to flare up? And then what it is to believe, believe in the truth, how God sees the person. I choose to cover those things that are sin in a person's life, those things that are wronged, because I want to see the value. I want to be able to see the value of what Christ went to the cross for, not for sin. He took care of sin. It's the finished work. He cares about you and me. He loves me. So I want to believe. And then I want to, what from there, build a hope, kind of hope that comes from him, the kind of hope my, my soul anchors into, immovable hope. Not that I think it might happen, but I know it will happen. And everywhere come, Endurer comes in. To endure is to have those first three things set in your heart and mind. Can they be done today? Can 1 Corinthians 13 verse 7 change you today? Can it change me today? That I learn how to deal with those things. How I can deal with you? How can I work together? How can I show you love today? And so that's where I want to grow. Endure to stand ground, to stand behind, to stay behind, and to remain and even suffer. Tough word. Even to suffer for his name's sake. So there we are. Let's go into this today to endure. I brought my envelope, uh, my, my umbrella envelope, uh, umbrella today. And it's a foldable kind, isn't it? It's nice. Sit them in your car, kind of disappears, and when you need them, there it is. It might be broke. Let's see if it works. Isn't that, isn't that fancy? Isn't that nice? Who has one like that? Who has one stuck in the, in the car in case you need it? And then when you hit a button, it pops open. And what do you need? You have days of rain. Anybody like rainy days? Then you liked springtime last time, didn't you? You like last spring, it was unbelievably wet. And yet you put your umbrella up and you endure. You just say, okay, it's raining today, so I'm going to work through this thing. But you can't wait to take it down. How many people like sunny days? Beautiful sun. Now, you know not everything's going to grow without the rain. We know it has to rain, but we endure. We know, well, okay, we're going to be okay. We're going to do this thing, but one day... One day, one day, one moment soon, I'm going to set this thing down, and I'm going to trust that the rain will stop one day, right? We all know that. We all have umbrellas. We've used those in times of need. We need to be covered at times. We don't want that rain to get us wet. You know, we have our best outfits on. We want to look good when we get there. Anybody have glasses? Don't you love it when it rains because your rain glasses, you can't see nothing, and you have to wipe them off? Don't you love glasses? Aren't they wonderful? Some of you know what I mean. And so, endure all things. Endure all things. Let's see that today. What does that mean? I'm going to set this right here and watch how many times I stumble on it. Endure, love. Let's go into this a little bit more deeper. To stand your ground, to remain behind. To stand your ground and remain behind. To know, to know by believing in truth. Knowing that you cover God is going to do something amazing. To stand and know. To endure. Let's go to some scripture that might help us understand that. Second Timothy came to me. 
2 Timothy 2, 8 and 9. Let's read that together. It says here, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David is what? Was raised from the dead according to my gospel. This is Paul speaking. For which I suffer trouble as an evildoer. Now, they would, he, was, he was mistreated. They considered he an evil. He, he, they did the worst to him as if he was a thief, that he, was, he deserved jail, that he deserved to be stopped. I mean, they treated him that way, right? Trouble as an evildoer, which we know he wasn't. And it says then, even to the point of chains, but the word of God is not changed. Let's go on. And it says here, therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is the faithful saying, for if I die with him, we shall also live with him. To endure. What do you need to do to be able to endure? What must your mind be focused on to endure those things that are ahead of you? What must you do when you decide to cover over, when you decide to do what 1 Corinthians tells us and to cover those sins? To, to, I can't forgive. Jesus Christ forgave. I must learn how to do it also. So I've got to learn how to cover things. I've got to learn how to say, I don't see that anymore. And by doing that, then I can believe all things. And in my believe all things, I can hope in all things. And when I hope in all things, then I can do what? So first to cover, then to believe, then to hope, then to do what? Endure. That means if I haven't done the first three, how can I sit there and endure? How can I sit up underneath this thing? How can I stand behind and know that God is going to do something? Unless I believe, unless I have hope, and I've got to have covered, then I can endure. The thing is, is we get off that track and we think we need to, I'm just going to stay behind this thing and I'm going to work this thing out. And, you, and you're leaning on this understanding and all before you know it, things are falling apart. I don't understand why God doesn't hear my prayers. I can't understand why he doesn't move on my behalf. He must not hear me. And you see what you do? You start to find yourself sinking into a hole. Because you can't put reason to things. You can't understand why somebody, and all of a sudden, those things that you thought you had covered are no longer covered. The things you thought you had forgiven aren't forgiven, really, because you can't endure. You can't stand, you can't, I, I'm not even going to look at that person today because I can't get past this. You have not covered. You see, there's a process of learning how to cover things. There's a process to learn how to believe in things and to hope in all things and to endure in all things. And if we can do that, guess what? The power, power of Jesus works through you. I know about you, but I've got to rely. I've got to reach for him because I can't do this on my own. So how many people in here have things that you must endure? What are the things in your life right now that Christ is saying, I want you to endure I want you to endure. I want you to hang in there. I want you to be strong. I want you to be a man and woman of faith. I want you to believe. I want you to know that I'm standing with you, but I want you to stand and stand again. Anybody there? Anybody there today? And this is where we need each other. This is where we have to rely on Jesus 
Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect. It says that they also may obtain the salvation for which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is the faithful saying, for if we die with him, we shall also live with him. How important that Jesus lay down his life and then be glorified in you. Boy, I don't know about you. I could show Jesus right now if I learn how to do these things. If I learn how to cover, how to believe, how to have hope in all things, and how I can endure. How can I show his glory in the midst of something I don't understand? I don't understand. I don't have to. Let's go on. 2 Timothy 2, 12 and 13 say this. If we, if we endure, listen, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also denies us. If we are faithless, what's it say? He remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Let me, we're not going to have all, we're not going to do this always right. Listen, I have tried and I have failed. There's things that I thought I had covered over and I haven't. I have not let them, I said, I leave them at the altar. Anybody done this? I pray, God, would you help me with these things? You let it down here. You walk out thinking, I've got this. The next day you're reminded and then you pull it up again. So it's like, why can't I just not? I wish I could do this like God does. He forgets it no more. I can't do that. And so what I end up doing is digging it back up again. And I find myself in a place of me. And not much with him. So let's do this thing. Let's find out where it is he's taken you today. I want you to think about those things right now that he's asked you to endure. Because if you're a follower of Jesus, it's not an easy road. It's not like everything handed to you. He says, right now, I want you to endure. But what you have to do first is what? What things must you cover today? What is it? What things you, must you cover today? With a wife, with a child, with a brother, sister, with family, could be uncles, aunts, and, and how many things even outside of that? Maybe it's someone at your workplace. Maybe, what is it? I know this is a scripture about the church. I know this is what you're supposed to see within the church. But as you love your neighbor as yourself, let's learn how it's done right here, and then I want you to move it outside. What person in your circle that is a believer that you need to must first do this process. Who is it? Is it somebody at home? Is it someone outside of that? Is there someone in this church? Who is it today? And I guarantee if we can find those, have we done it the way he asks us to do in scripture, I know we're going to find something amazing. But I know this one thing for sure. If we're going to do this, who do we need? If we're going to do this, if you're going to do this, who do you need? And how do you think you need to get him? What process does this look like? Often what we do when we're in a situation like this, we're trying to do things according to his word. We're trying to do things to forgive. Lord, I know I need to forgive him, but you know what? I can't do that right now. How many people do we need to say, okay, Lord, with your help, with Jesus' help, I can do this. And if I do, what can happen? We need Jesus. And I want to read something to you. It's funny how this came up today. 
look on the back wall there, too. Right there it says it also. Is this a promise? I've heard this scripture taken out of context many times. Context is this. I can do all things. What's the things he's called you to? I can do all things through Christ, through him who gives me strength. Who is it he's talking to? What does this to mean? Does this mean what? Uh, that I can work harder at my job? What is this? So, so I have the strength to get up in bed when I'm tired? What does this really mean? He can, I can do all things by him who strengthens me. What can you do with you today? What area of your life could you find? Has anybody found it difficult to forgive? Is there someone in here that says, man, I am having trouble forgiving? If nobody's hand's going up, you're lying. Come on. Here, this, seriously, who has trouble when you've been hurt to forgive? Come on. And you sit there and you, you first thing you want is to get back. It's like first thing you do, you want to say something. You want to, you want to prove my point. Right? I want to prove that I'm right. And if you're, um, listen, this is, where, this is where we do our own human reasoning. This is where we get in trouble. Because when we have those difficulties, even God says, I cherish unity in the spirit. And you say, well, give me a chance. I can do this thing, but I've got to get my point across. Who does that? I just got to get my point across. Let me speak my behalf. Let me speak my part. Let me do it this way first. And then once I have you convinced, then we'll lean on Jesus' word because I know he's right. We never learn how to cover first. We don't even learn how to do any of this. we got to do, hmm, I'm right. Okay, let me see that those hands in the air that do it that way. Just a few of you. rest of you, I like to get your autograph because I have never seen anybody do this well before. Because that is amazing to me. <laughs> it's hard. It's almost impossible. Just say it. It is impossible for me, it's impossible for me to do this. I can't. When someone just hurts me right now or hurts my family right now, it is impossible for me just to look at them and say, I forgive you. It's impossible. Come on, let's get to a place that we can say, Lord, we need you. See, if you can't say that, then you don't need Jesus. you got it all together. You would say, we need Jesus. We need Jesus. I can do all things. That's not, that's not what he's calling me to. It must, I can do all things. It isn't things of forgiveness. It isn't things of love. It must be something else. I could do all things, you know, when it benefits me. I could do all things if this is for me. Makes me feel better. Makes me more comfortable. Then it's the right things. But it's not what it says. For the sake of Jesus Christ who laid his life down to you, who gives you the very salvation of your soul, that you have eternal life with him, and who loves you from day one when you said, I don't like you, I don't love you, Jesus, to the, he still loved you. This is the same God that wanted to teach you how to love when someone hates. He says, this is the way it's done. So I can help you, I can strengthen you, that you can be a representation of me and my love. You see, there's where strength comes. You want strength? Well, Lord, give me strength. Gotta, I got to go to work today. I got to go work. and I got, You know how I face all these guys at work, you know, and all the troubles they make. And give me some strength. Really? Is that what you're asking for? Or you're asking for strength to be able to cover them, forgive them, allow them to, to, to be there, that you share with them, that you love them to attend, that you'll give them water for the least of these. 
Or are we just going to walk right past and say, God, give me strength, but I don't see that person over here. Give me strength, you know, for me because, you know, I need help. But forget about that girl over there. And you know what I'm saying? You walk through life forgetting about those very things he strengthened you to do because it's about you and not about him. Think about it for a moment. And that's why in arguments we have to win. That's in arguments we have to, we have to be right. And so when we have difficulty, we miss the opportunity because we ask for strength, and he strengthens us to do it, yet we walk right past the opportunity. That's the honest truth. That's the honest truth of it. And how about you? I need Jesus. I messed up. I messed up yesterday. And I'm going to come to him today. And I ask for him to forgive me. I beat my chest because I am not like him. But I want to be. And I want to learn how to love like he does. And yet I fall short. It keeps me still striving to reach for what I know he is. Because I know the word is true about my Lord. And I know he's done in my life. You see, I need Jesus because this is what he calls me to do. And I can't do it. If you really think about it, you can't either. So to be the best Jew, we need more of him. Why don't we do this today? Why don't we we pray? Why don't we pray today? And um, one set of scripture I want to go to before too, but this is prayer. Prayer first, I'm going to ask Jesus to help us with this. And then when I open up this scripture, you're going to know exactly what I mean. This applies all through the word. How do we love each other? How do I love my wife? How do I love Mike? How do I love you? This, this I need. Gary, how can I love you today? Like, I need help because I'm going to miss it. And to be honest truth, we can shake hands with one another. How you doing? And let it be right there. Oh, we're fine. Or you can say, no, no. How can I love better? How can I love better? Father, would you teach us in this next scripture, Father, something amazing? It is so important. It's so important that we love. We have learned in this set of scripture a process, a very important process, how to love one another. And Lord, I don't want to miss it. But when I look through scripture and I have that in my heart, I can see so much I need to do. Lord, I thank you that your word, your word is truth. It is, it's what I need, and it grows me, and it prunes me, and it does all that it needs to renew my mind so I'm transformed. Lord, thank you that you don't give up on me. But here's what I'm asking, Lord, that I could take what I've learned about your love, and I want to apply it to my life today. I don't want to be just a hearer of the word. I want to be a doer of it. And, Lord, I pray in the next five minutes that you do something incredible with the next set of verses in Jesus' name, amen. Now, in this, I recognize something I might have mentioned this before. Is in this passage right now, you're going to know exactly what I mean about what it is to be loving to others. And as we go into this, you're going to know, because some of you already know the scripture references pretty well. Matthew 18, 12 says what? Matthew 18 is a credible scripture reference because it talks about how to deal with conflict in a church. Is it important? Absolutely. How many people have conflict at home? Am I the only Thank you, Sierra. The only one, me and you. Conflict at home. We have conflict, don't we? We have conflict. So it's good. Listen to this. What does he say? What do you think? If any man has a hundred sheep 
and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the 99 on the mountains and go and search what, for that one that is straying? See how this fits together. Learn how to love. What does love mean? And then are you able to see those who stray, those who are straying? And then it goes on and says this. If it turns out that he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the 99 which had got gone astray. You see what I'm saying here? I hope so, because you're the body of Christ. So important that you get this. So is it not the will of the Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones perish? If we don't change as a church, there will be more and more that go astray. But if they can find that kind of love that you represent, that represents Jesus, how many more would stay in the family? Of God. So I want you to pray today and see how this love, this kind of love, makes a difference to those who are outside leaving the church or who gone astray, who don't understand, who maybe walk just a little bit outside, not connected, but you can be that answer. I pray today in Jesus' name, Lord, would you take us on the trip? Lord, I never really understood what it meant meant when you said this when one leaves the ninety-nine. What does that truly mean if you want me to love like this? Lord, teach me how to love that, Lord, I would identify that stray. And, Lord, by the way you love, you would go get that sheep and put it on your shoulders and carry it back to the flock. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would teach us how to do this, even those that we can think of today. Who are the ones you're sending us to right now? In Jesus' name. Amen.